0: mentality podcast episode 19 See cheer! good news this week we're gonna have two episodes today i've joined my regular co-host ricky we're gonna talk nba but thursday we'll have a special edition so don't be uh make sure you're subscribing so don't be like oh wait where did this episode come from i'm not gonna tell you what we're talking about i'm not even gonna tell you who's coming on i'm just telling you full full strength we got a second one coming all right ricky my man, how are you
1: Yeah, we're doing well. Um, I mean, we are amidst one of the crazier NBA seasons in recent memory. I tweeted something the other night that you responded to because, uh, you know, a guy basically said that the NBA is better this year, and I know you had an argument with that, even though he was being specific with, like, the fact that we have a bunch of superstars healthy but the craziness cannot be undersold with these 15 man rosters uh with teams you know having to fight to, we saw the you know Philadelphia a few weeks ago actually have a guy be active knowing he wasn't going to be active and run a seven man rotation so even though it's been fun to see the good players play there certainly has been some hurdles along the way
0: yeah i mean we we basically know that they screwed up the injury report the first time billy right they screwed it up and they uh Yep. didn't have Simmons and beat on it. So the next time they had a back-to-back, suddenly, due to virus protocols, they couldn't get this eight guys. I, I can't imagine what that's all about. Resting Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> I don't know yep. why I didn't think about it until like after the game postponed. I was like, oh yeah, right. That's how we started this whole nonsense to begin with.
1: Yeah, by the way, like the fine for the Ben Simmons thing, wasn't that like 25 grand, something like that? It was just like, okay, I really thought the NBA was going to try and enforce these this year. I know we're just, you know, the gamblers, the daily fantasy players who, uh, you know, players don't care about. But it seemed like the NBA thought that they were going to try and commit to, you know, making life easy for us. And if that's the punishment, like teams are not going to care at all.
0: You, you say that, but, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron haven't sat games randomly yet. I mean, like, they sat the one game. Like they, ha- LeBron hasn't rested. AD hasn't rested. Kawhi's playing back-to-backs. I don't know. I, I, I would honestly say it actually has worked better than I expected.
1: Yeah, but they were supposed to have all injury news and starting lineups out half hours before games. Have you felt that to be the case? Because I certainly haven't. There's news that trickles in three minutes before lock every single slate.
0: Yeah, but there's like a there's always a projected lineup out there. Like they have to like list a lineup that they're willing to use.
1: Yeah, well, how about Tim Hardaway the other day? Who was in the starting lineup that he wasn't, and then the game started and he was. So obviously there was still confusion with the lineup. Although I guess technically the original projected lineup was correct.
0: Yeah, that was really weird. I, I kept my Tim Hardaway Jr. because the reports are like, oh, he'll work off the bench. And then you know like two minutes in the slate, I'm like, wait, why does Tim Hardaway have seven points already? <laughs> yeah, uh, that,
1: that was the straight That might have been the strangest one of the year.
0: Strangest one of the year.
1: I don't know. I guess there's there's actually some competition. Not yeah, there, there's a,
0: a bunch of competition. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's been a couple just like, what the hell is going on here situations. Try to think of the the one that's like, Denver, Whoa. for example, when Michael Porter Jr. was supposed to come off the protocols, and everyone's like, "Oh, this will be fine." And then, like an hour before lock, it's like, "Oh no, he's actually going to be in the protocols for another ten days." I'm like, "How the hell did you not know that till now?"
1: Yeah, there, there was another slate where Alex Len randomly was the starter at center. It was the first time he started. RIP and... Alex
0: Len in the NBA, by the way.
1: Yeah, he just got cut. But <laughs> and by the way, I was so far behind that night that I actually ended up swapping to Alex Len. And I think he had zero fantasy points, if I recall correctly.
0: He oh, was like, that the one I told you to play Chris Boucher and you didn't play for Chris Boucher?
1: Um, I'm I not I sure, I think but so. I definitely have played Chris Boucher a lot since... I mean, he's in the optimizer every single day, for those of you who follow Elite Fantasy. And he seems to deliver every single day, so...
0: He's still 18-1, by the way, to win Most Improved Player. Or, I'm sorry, to win, uh... Yeah, Most Improved Player. I was looking at that a little earlier, and I was like, huh... And then Len got cut, and I was like, God damn. Like, that was silly. Um, Really?
1: Who's the favorite right now?
0: Christian Wood. Uh, Ah. He hasn't done it. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just in the minority. I don't think he's done anything differently. He's just playing more minutes. But maybe I'm wrong. But I I just have seen no, like, I'm not sure why everyone's like, oh, his game's so much better. It's like, no, his game's exactly the same. He's just playing on a a faster-paced team now. Like, nothing's actually improved skill-wise.
1: Yeah, I. but you got to make that case to the public, which is a yeah, little bit then harder. Yeah, the
0: media, good luck with that, I guess. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, last year, for example, you know, like, he just didn't play much. He averaged 21 minutes a game, and, like, all his percentages are the same. Like, they're actually worse this year. Like, last year he shot 57% from the field, this year he's 54%. Last year he was 39% from three, this year he's 36%. Last year he was 74% from the free throw line, this year he's 67%. So it's like, okay... So he's getting a few more rebounds and just playing more minutes. Like I'm yeah, sorry, where's the fucking improvement?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go on record and say that's dumb because in a setup where you're playing with all guys who are six, six or less on a rebu- or a team that, you know, Robert Covington was racking up the rebounds, like obviously the rebound rate was gonna go up. So I'm not sure that's improving so much as it's playing around guys who aren't good rebounders.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a lot of... Like, he's been nice. Don't get me wrong. He's been a nice, fancy player. But to me, I just don't feel like there's any improvement. I don't know. I, to me, it just feels like, oh, you're just playing more minutes now. Like, on a bad team. It's like, okay, cool.
1: Thanks. Exactly. Yeah, and you beat out DeMarcus Cousins, who... It's probably no better one...
0: than you, bluntly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still... So he's a different player than he used to be. The blown out Achilles, I, I feel like, has affected him, and he seems like he's now playing further away from the basket. But, yeah, I agree with you. that, that I don't know if, if I necessarily want to call him better, but I feel like the minutes distribution has also been skewed heavily in Wood's favor, potentially because Silas gets upset with the way that DeMarcus Cousins reacts to basically everything.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I remember the one game Wood sat, was Bookie came out and, like, basically, like, went bonkers. And you're just like... Oh,
1: insane. Yeah.
0: It was like people faded him, and it was, like, first quarter, he had, like, 27 fantasy points. It was like, good night, Thanks for playing. Yeah, I think he was, like, 60%
1: on that slate. But still, 40% of
0: the field was just drawing dead, like, 20 No,
1: exactly. I thought he was, like, a 95% play. I I I thought
0: he was 100% play. Like, whatever. If he gets ejected, he gets ejected and move on to the next slate.
1: Well, you'll always find the people who, yeah, who will, will try and find the edge where, like, if he does get ejected, you you beat the, the whole field then. It's, it's just not, not something the that I do. Like,
0: that works, like, in high stakes when it's, like, 85 or 90%. Like, okay, at that point, the risk-reward calculation is different, you know?
1: Yeah, and even then, like, I'm usually at the 90% and it's just like, all right, let him, let him have his outburst and, uh, and I'll be fine losing that way.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, we just got to start talking about NBA. this podcast. We're going to talk about mostly just NBA, NBA trends and just basically anything NBA we want to talk about. Um, it's going to kind of be the flowing, the free flowing format. If you got questions for next week's episode, uh, just tweet them at the siege mentality or send them to me and I'll put them on the agenda. But for this week, we're just going to kind of just talk about the league. And uh, it's just kind of like what we're doing. Um, should, can we talk about the New York Knicks? And how Thibs is basically just straight Thibsing it up, like to new Thibs levels.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is there to talk about? If it, I mean, since I've been like a Bulls fan for so long, I feel like everything that's happened so far has been expected.
0: He, I, I, a, I mean, it's just the minutes are just so insane. Like RJ Barrett, thirty-eight minutes a night. Randall, thirty-nine minutes a night. Just like, yeah, but so as, bad.
1: It's kind of amazing that, like, collectively. That team is now second in defensive efficiency. It's
0: all you know what you know what I'm gonna say was that a setup? I what are
1: you gonna say? Because this was a team that was 14th the last Magic,
0: year. The Magic, the Knicks are getting lucky because teams can't shoot in their building because the backdrops are all fucked up. you okay, so that's. The,
1: I mean, I'm gonna agree having having followed this trend for a little now, been skeptical. There's
0: only Um, one team that shot the ball well. One, and it was actually the eight-man Brooklyn Nets.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, okay, hold on. I actually can split it up by home and road, because we didn't talk about this before I came on. This was not one of our topics, but I will give you their road defensive efficiency so far. They're still second, by the way.
0: It helps when you've played the Cavs and the Hornets, and you've played the Cavs twice on the road. So like, well, I you know,
1: know what else helps is playing Mitchell Robinson instead of basically anyone else.
0: Yeah. Also, too, the also they got like the the poor man Celtics team that was like oh like shot like you know ten percent from three. So.
1: Yes, but do you remember how frustrating Mitchell Robinson was last year with us knowing he was the best center on that? Oh, team? and just
0: never playing. Yeah.
1: And you had to fight your way to twenty minutes on any given night and now Thibs comes in and he says, Okay, you're my starter, here's thirty minutes. I mean, obviously that's gonna make a difference for a true rim protector.
0: Yeah, it is nice. I just wish his offensive game was like five percent better. Yes. It's just it's basically Steven Adams and I I and I that might be a real compliment to Mitchell Robinson. It might not even be that good. It's yeah. just ugh. just wish he was only if he was just a little bit better, it would be great, but like, 38 minutes for Barrett, 33 for Elf Payton, 34 for Mitch Rob, 30 for Reggie Bullock coming off an injury. Nope, 30 minutes for you immediately. 39 for Julius Randle. Poor Quickly. Quickly's playing out of his mind and he gets, like, 15 minutes a night. He's on I was the wrong about team.
1: To, yeah, I was about to ask you about him if you think that – because Thibodeau's so, like, anti-rookie, it always seems to work this way. If, if I recall, was it Jimmy Butler with the Bulls who was playing well towards the end of the year? He still wasn't getting big minutes. I was going to ask you, though, with Elf Payton being the starter there, if you do think there's a chance within the next month we're seeing quickly playing the 33 minutes and Elf playing the 21, or do you think he's just flat-out too stubborn?
0: Uh, I mean, I think he's too stubborn. But, like, why can't he just play 30 minutes off the bench instead of playing – like, why can't he be like – why can't he just start over Reggie Bullock? We really need Reggie Bullock in there? Just play, just play RJ Barrett at the three. Like, why are we Why are we playing freaking Reggie Bullock thirty minutes a night? Yeah,
1: I mean he wa- they want the shooting, so in a sense I get it, but I think quickly, <laughs> pun intended, quickly is going to show that he's he's the best point guard. I mean, I, I feel don't think like- he's
0: the best point guard. I think he's the best scorer. I think he's the best shooter they have. Like, I think he's a better shooter than Reggie Bullock right now. Uh, It's just kind of a weird fit, but I
1: guess you see plenty of two point guards, like, two guys who can play point guard type systems.
0: Yeah, I I actually, like, I think kind of calling quickly a point guard is kind of like a little bit of an insult. Like, he's a scorer. He can be a shooting guard. He's small, but he can be a shooting guard.
1: Yeah. I guess it's, it's not a pure co- uh, comparison to, like, Alonzo-Bledsoe. I would say the skill sets are slightly different. I would say Alonzo-Payton are relatively comparable, even though I think Alonzo's a much better player, much better defender. But I don't think Bledsoe and Quickly are all that similar, so.
0: There's yeah, I just terms. don't know why, like, Reggie Bullock's, like, shooting 31% from three this season. It's like, all right, look, you haven't shot above 35% for three since, like, 2018. Like, I don't know. Like, he's not part of their future. It, it's time to get quickly in there, and it's time to get quickly in there yesterday.
1: So, Luke Walton is a source of a lot of our frustrations, but the one <sighs> thing I think he's been doing right is the way he's used Halliburton, and I would love to see quickly used in a similar role. Like, the 28, 29 minutes off the bench, and leave him in when he's hot. I'm and... so fed up
0: with Luke Walton. Although, I think I finally figured out what his strategy is. So, I'm going to try it the next time they play. Okay. I think I, I think I finally figured out what Luke Walton's trying to do. Because it was like I saw on the Sunday slate, I was like, "Oh, this is a competitive game; they might win." So I played Fox like everywhere, and then he played like forty-one minutes. I was like, "All right, I got it. If they can win the game, he's going to play big minutes. If he can't win, if he doesn't think they're going to win the game, he's going to get managed." So like Wednesday, they play the Clippers. Like if they get down fifteen or twenty in the third quarter, like Fox, I think you're out of there. See you later. Have a nice night. Go back and sit on the bench. We'll play Halliburton like thirty-five minutes again.
1: Yeah, I wish I knew what he was doing in the front court because that's it seems to be game dependent, unfortunately, with how the guy like how Bagley's playing is how they
0: Bagley is center is basically just dead.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, um, he's had a few relatively hot games this week where they've let him play. I gotta double check. They're the all minutes. the
0: four though. Like has been just cut out of the rotation, it's all minutes of the four. He's not playing ninety five.
1: Bailey is in Bielitza? Yeah. Yeah. And they say they want to get him back in the rotation, but where are you like going to put him? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Not the way Metsu's been playing. Metsu's not giving up that backup center spot anytime soon.
1: I actually agree with that. And, yeah, I mean, Hassan like, signs the back minimum, and now he can't even find playing time.
0: I mean, he'll probably play, but... Ugh. Like, it was amazing. Like, against the Pelicans, like, the minute totals. You want to guess how many minutes combined the bench played, and this includes Tyler, this includes Halliburton. How many minutes the bench played? This
1: was the competitive game? Yep, where this was the one Fox, against
0: the Pelicans on Sunday.
1: Where Fox played 41?
0: Oh, he actually only played 39. Must have gotten an extra minute off somewhere I missed. Um, How many total minutes? Actually, let's take Halliburton out of it. Halliburton played 23 minutes. How many minutes did the rest of the bench play?
1: It's going to be a low number, so I want to say...
0: Thirty. Twenty-two. Wow. <laughs> Metsu <Matthew> played five. <laughs> Robinson played eight. Joseph played nine. And then Halliburton had twenty-three. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> like that's a good and then if I go back to like the game against the Clippers, which was the game before, um, right, where they kind of just were out of it in the third quarter. Uh, and really just kind of even in the first half the it, minutes were being monitored a little bit. So, it ended up being... Fox ended up playing 23 minutes in that game. Like, and he pulled him in the third quarter when they were down 15. Checked him back in for the fourth quarter for four minutes when they were down 29. For reasons I still don't quite understand. But, like, in that game, the bench played, like, 70 minutes. So, it's pretty clear that, like, if he thinks they're going to win the game, well, he's running out of his guys. Because uh, he's trying to keep his job, I think. So... The blowout minutes, I think, are going to be uh, be there for a while. Like, it's going to be like 25, 28 minutes. So, Kings are definitely a team that are going to definitely be opposition dependent for me for a bit.
1: Yeah, that theory in itself is not one that I dislike. It seems to be like kind of how maybe potentially Steve Nash is going to run this Brooklyn team. It's how Milwaukee's run you know, their guys for a while, where if the game isn't competitive, you just see like 29 minutes of Giannis. It's just all the other shit that Walton's done. And in random game flows, you know, use guys, not use guys. Um, so
0: I'm sure it won't work out this consistently, but I'm just gonna try this for a bit and see if, like, if I don't want to hate myself every time he's on the slate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, just it, Luke Walton is. Ugh, I hate you, Luke Walton. <laughs> oh, man, you want to talk about how dead Portland is now with Noah McCollum for a month?
1: Oh yeah, but I think that's that's pretty much assumed for anyone who uh, who watches them. I mean, now you've got a defensively deficient center who you're not playing huge minutes. You've got Harry Giles as your backup center who played
0: well in preseason, but minus twenty in his first attempt against the Spurs. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And then your other attempt—did I see Nasir Little playing center for a little bit? Yeah, the the day? you saw
0: nine minutes of that at minus eleven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and that's before we even talk about McCollum, who's a huge, huge, huge part of their offense. He's potentially been the biggest part of their offense. I mean, he—I think he's outscoring Dame still. So, what are they going to do? And I think the answer is absolutely nothing. They're 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 in trouble.
0: You want to guess who was second and third in shot attempts against the Spurs? We have one game sample size of no McCollum.
1: I think Hood had took a bunch of shots. Yep, there.
0: Rodney Hood's second most shots, took 14.
1: Yep, spot start out of nowhere. I really thought um, Gary Trent was going to be, like, the guy off the bench. Me too. That didn't work. Well, I think 60% of the field thought that way. And then Rodney Hood gets hot, and as soon as he hits, like, his first two or three shots, I knew it was over. Yeah. Um,
0: By the way, I only played 25 minutes despite shooting like God, so yeah. clearly on a minutes gap.
1: Yeah, I still think... Most nights, Trent is going to play more than he will. Yeah. Totally but it's just another so. hot hand situation, which is going to make it really frustrating. Um, the third in shot attempts, was it Cantor? It was just... not.
0: It, it's, the mo- it's the guy you would think it would be. Mello? Yeah, 13. And wow. Mello was making shots, too. How did you lose? Rodney Hood and Carmelo were making shots, and you still lost? Yeah. yeah. Not great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's. What would you say their win percentage over the next month is going to be?
0: All right, let's look at the schedule. See what they got coming up here. Dame is very good, but... All right, so... Oh, they actually draw a nice part of the schedule here the next week and a half. Memphis, Memphis, New York, Oklahoma City at home. You should probably get three of those. I would take the under on three. Yeah, well, two, if I said it at two and a half, it'd be a different conversation. Yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously they would do all four to win, but I, I, I think they can get three. I, I would still take. I'm saying I would take the under on two and a half. You would take the under on two and a half. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then they've got at Houston, at Chicago, can split those.
1: Yeah, there's just I mean, they're one. They're so heavily reliant upon the Dame forty five point game now. Yeah, they are. Their defense is going to be so bad.
0: At Milwaukee, at Philly you can kiss those goodbye. At the Knicks, you can possibly win that. At Charlotte, you can possibly win that. Orlando, wait! What a nice schedule for Portland. They get the bad East team road trip during this four-week stretch too.
1: I still think they go like 400 during that span.
0: <sighs> I don't know this. I mean, it, it's a. I mean, it, I gotta be honest. The schedule is really nice. Like it, it's I mean, it doesn't even get bad after that. Like Cleveland, Oklahoma City again, Washington's many... on it.
1: How many games are there during that span? Let's just for fun take the over under. All
0: right. So um, four, let's you just take say over, four I'll weeks from out. today is what? Say like this. The, let's call it like February 18th. Let's say it's a full month. Yeah. Okay. So there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 16 games.
1: So over under, it's, it's really not a perfect number. So do you th- do you think they win more than seven of those games? Do you think they go five hundred? Because then we can set it at seven and a half. Otherwise, we got an issue because six- seven and
0: a half. I think we can. I'll take the over seven and a half. Like I, I'm really just counting on, like, gotta gotta win these Oklahoma City games. Gotta win like these Knicks games. Gotta win the Charlotte games, and then just gotta steal one or two the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. See, their defense is so bad. The Knicks, Knicks defense has been so good. I'll take the Knicks. I'm going to probably bet the Knicks in that game. I'll take under seven and a half, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Oh, man. If they lose to the Knicks, they're going to win, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> like, they got the two cracks against Oklahoma City. They got the Wizards on the 20th, which is just outside our window. But, like, that one they could win. So, like, there's hope. I, I mean, you, could, you couldn't ask for a much better schedule as getting your, be taking your East Coast road trip during this. I mean, that's, that's the only hope you had. if you played all these hard teams in the west like you had been good luck right pretty tough schedule for portland so far too a lot of a lot of good teams in there so wouldn't write them off yet but yeah it's gonna be tough for sure they're gonna need robert covington and not be terrible at some
1: point speaking of that where was McCollum in the most improved i haven't i don't follow the season long odds because i'm so you know locked in every day having to record the Proper education video, doing props for a specific day. I'll tell you where he's at. He was because at... speaking of guys who have upped their game, uh, McCollum was At least the 101.
0: Considered... I can't even – I'm not sure I can find him. Really? Yeah, hold on. Find McCollum. Actually, he's not even listed.
1: So they list Christian Wood, who's just in a better situation, but McCollum on the same – They might have hanging. just
0: pulled McCollum, right, because he's out for a month.
1: Yeah, but okay, but I would have liked to have known the number a week ago, is is what I'm saying. On the same team, he increases like seven points per game. Um, He's shooting the best percentage since 2016 when he was taking a lot less shots. His 44.1% three point percentage is outrageous considering he's taking a career high, 11.7 shots per game. Like, this is the guy who fits the bill
0: of most improved. So he? is Jeremy Grant, too, who's like the yes. second favorite, but like he's not like Christian Wood being the favorite really drives me nuts. Yeah. Every time I look at these odds, I'm like, too. why is Christian Wood like above 50% to win? He hasn't done anything. Like, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm so unimpressed with like, it's nice for fantasy, but I am just like, I was like, oh, Christian Wood's so great. And I'm like, this is the same guy for two years ago.
1: Yeah, I would take Jeremy Grant much ahead of him if I were a voter for yeah, that. me too.
0: Chris Boucher, 18-1, I think I mentioned that already. I think he's interesting as well. And then yeah, guy, we didn't really uh, cover him that much. Yeah, I love Chris Boucher, man. I've been rostering him every night since that one night. I, I think it was a week, a week ago Friday. Uh, you were on the live stream with Healy, and I was like, happy Boucher Day. And you were like, no, don't do it. And I was having a great day, and I was starting to get a little worried. I was like, mm, maybe I should cut some of my Boucher shares. I don't know if I want to be all in. And then they announced two starting lineup changes, and I was like, oh, yeah, here we yep. go. And then it was Alex Lenz starting, and I was like, oh, come on. And I was like, screw it. He can't make it more than five minutes. I think he made it three minutes. Boucher just comes <laughs> in, just starts draining every shot. Two times, like 1.95X multiplier on Super Draft. He was 6% owned, and it was just like, all right, here we go. Let's see if we can get to 100 Super Draft points just short but I was just like oh yeah come on teams carry him up all the way up the leaderboard for Shay that was a good night yeah I love boucher, um, though. he's been a beast now he's like an 8k player it's kind of like ridiculous how fast he just looks like Meep. rocket ship season
1: do you know the two players ahead of him in true shooting percentage this season
0: boucher has been shooting like God from three I saw this the other day during one uh, I think it was a Kings game he shooting like 46 percent from three um, if I could wish, I could remember who was above them on that list because I bet you that's who it is.
1: One you of them know. is not a three point shooter. Like, okay, so most of the guys in the top 10 do not take many three pointers. I would say, I mean, it's, it's Boucher at three, and then the next one, two, three guys are centers. Next and then it starts to get to some shooters, and the guy above Boucher is a true center as well. But the guy on top is true just a very center. good shooter.
0: Huh. True center is shooting
1: like God. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't say he's shooting like God. There's very few shots involved.
0: Dunking like God? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, Gobert?
1: is not Gobert.
0: Mitra, our boy?
1: is not Mitra, but similar tier of center i want to say
0: similar tier center
1: steven adams no but not bad you're still you're, you're still hot just yeah I just can't just
0: want, hit the right one right
1: yeah uh you want you want the answer yeah jared allen is two seth curry 79.6 seth curry
0: that was the one who was shooting like god from three it was on the. I remember looking at the list and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like regression candidate. I think it was like fifty eight percent from three or something.
1: Yeah, it's it was absurd. something absurd.
0: That was the one I was just. I remember looking at this list. It was on the Kings' broadcast, and I was like, "Holy shit, regression incoming!"
1: Fifty nine and a half percent from beyond the arc. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> but back to Boucher. I know we're talking just in general, but I think. <laughs> smarter people have already made this uh, assumption and we've talked about this in private but it's finally time we say it like he's going to be a league winner this year in in yearly fantasy you you should know that already but if the you know team that has him is willing to move him and you can buy high I, i know he's shooting incredibly well the blocks are not going anywhere the minutes, I don't think, are going anywhere. The, after they cut Alex Len, I think we're talking about 30 minutes a night now of Chris Boucher. And okay, so the reason that I wasn't sure that night with Boucher is because they said they were only going to use Len against big centers. And I thought that that meant that there was less Boucher that night. You but
0: thought they, they were big centers. Rashawn Holmes is not a big center.
1: Was, it, was that who it was? Yes, so, it was the okay. kids. So I was trying to guess what Nick Nurse was thinking. And he said that he was only going to use Len on nights where they needed him against big centers, which I thought directly meant that Boucher was going to be, you know, the one whose minutes would get cut. But since that time, it has been Boucher against literally anyone. And that's the way I think it it should be. It needs to be and is going to be now.
0: Yeah, he's just so, so good. Yeah. You know, I don't know how the salary cap would work, but it uh, actually would be a good Andre Drummond destination. I'm not sure how that would ever work, salary cap wise, but
1: for Toronto?
0: Yeah. Have Drummond Boucher be your combination at center.
1: I, I want Boucher to play the minutes. I don't want him to
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do too, I'm just saying, like, you know, rental yes. contract, uh you know, that it would be uh much better than the uh not Alex Land, uh Aaron Baines, which who has been a yeah. Yesh, I think he's done. <laughs> to be honest, but
1: yeah, I'm am sad. I'm an Aaron Baines truther. He was so good last year. Defensive metrics were all positive. He wasn't this year. that
0: good outside the first month. Like, if you take away that first month, like he was bad. He was
1: he was actually shooting relatively well from behind the arc this year. He's been a disaster on offense and defense.
0: Yeah, yeah he's I, been
1: like unplayable. Yeah,
0: yeah, he has been unplayable.
1: I mean, like, from a coach... Like, not from a Daily Fantasy. Obviously, you couldn't play him there. But, like, the coaches can't even play him on the floor. He's been so bad.
0: Yeah, Stanley Johnson was playing over him. That's when you knew it was kind of over. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we just mentioned Jared Allen. Is you want to slide over to Cleveland with their sixth center acquisition in the last 12 months, it feels like?
1: Oh, what's with them and the Pistons and their centers? I don't... How do they? How do you acquire Jared Allen... And not have an immediate plan to move another center. Like, obviously, deals are available. I mean, they, they, cut, the they, NBA. they did
0: cut, uh, what's his face?
1: Thawn Maker. Thawn?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, boy. You've got two starting quality centers, and you've got Isaac Okoro playing 39 minutes as your ball handler with the way things are going right now. There's yeah. got to be a deal for you to find somewhere.
0: Yeah. It's a little stormy over on Sexland right now. A little stormy yeah. there.
1: You yeah,
0: know. like. There's gotta be
1: there's gotta be a follow-up deal coming before the deadline. I would guess Andre Drummond's the one getting moved. But I, I feel it just feels wrong to have Jared Allen playing twenty minutes a night. I know he's We're not, used to it. He's not God's gift or anything like that, but and by the way, I'm like anti-center that does not have a jump shot. I don't think there's like a great place for them in this NBA. I know you love Clint Capella for fantasy, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just don't love that kind of center. But still, there's got to be a starting job available somewhere in the NBA for a player like Allen, considering the alternatives, is all I'm saying.
0: Uh, I, I think he's a good player. I, I, I think yeah. he'll beat the Cleveland starting center in no time. By the way, we get uh, immediate Jerry Allen revenge should he start uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Brooklyn is heading to Cleveland. so uh, Well, if you
1: remember, Andre Drummond has had a quote-unquote sore Achilles I'm doing the finger motions, the Dr. Evil. Yes. Yeah. Score Achilles that might flare up in that game.
0: Yeah, especially after playing 40 minutes in our last game, or the last game we played. 33 and 23. Might be a good time to trade him after that game.
1: Exactly. That, that
0: was the, That was Ricky was like, you know what you should do? You should play Andre Jumbo on every team. And I was like, meh, I love him a little bit. It was uh, I had a lot of Wendell Carter, and he was great. He just wasn't. Andre Drummond breaks the slate, great. Uh, but I had enough, thankfully, to have a good night. But that was a good call, Ricky. Thirty-three uh, and I mean, twenty-three. That, that's not bad.
1: You want a trend? How about Andre Drummond against Mitchell Robinson?
0: Yeah, <laughs> boy, well, that that is a One, trend. Two, three, four, five, six.
1: All right, let's go. His last six games. Last, I'll give you his averages.
0: Oh, it's gonna be insane because I'm looking at the two this year. He went 18 and 17. You're like, oh, 18 17. But then he had six blocks and three steals. His, uh,
1: his last six games against Mitchell Robinson, 34.2 minutes a night, 24 points per game, 17.7 rebounds, 2.8 assists, 1.7 steals, 2.7 blocks per game. <laughs> over a six-game sample. Over a six-game
0: sample size. That's so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so when, I know, when, do they, when do they play the next again?:
1: I know, and he was I mean he was expensive. I think he was like 20 percent on he, draft games He was
0: 20 percent everywhere
1: because it was it was that game that had under a 200 total. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I don't care what the total is. Andre Drummond will get his, and the rest of the team can score five points. Oh, another big Friday
0: night game. another Friday, big Friday night slate, you'll get Andre Drummond just in like a week and a half here.:
1: Well, let's hope everyone besides our listeners forgets about that trend.
0: Yeah, that I I, susp- I don't think we'll get him at 20% next
1: time. <laughs> I hope it's a huge slate we do.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be nice, too. The Cavs have had, like, five days of rest, too, because uh, they had the Washington series postponed. So they haven't played since Friday. So they'll be well-rested uh, coming into this next little stretch here. So that'll be nice for the Cavs.
1: So you're saying Andre Drummond's Achilles will be just fine.
0: I don't know, though. I mean, they do have a back-to-back against Brooklyn. Maybe uh, the first game that they, they hold him out and uh, let Allen get to work.
1: So Brooklyn's the first game?
0: They play Brooklyn on Wednesday, and they play Brooklyn again on Friday.
1: And then, wait, I thought you said they played uh, the Knicks on Friday. Is that the next Friday? It's
0: a, it's a week from Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 29th. okay. 29. Okay. Put, put it in your calendars. Got It's all Got it. though. Got it. It's good too. They play like the Lakers and Detroit right ahead of, right before. Oh, Detroit right before. It's gonna suck too. He's gonna put up a monster game against Detroit. Yeah, that will suck. Yeah, that's not gonna be great. That will probably kill a lot of the value. But he does play the Lakers the game before, so maybe he'll uh, play bad against the Lakers, and we'll get at least one uh, one good spot for value.
1: Exactly. Hopefully, it at least gets his price down. If it doesn't get the ownership down,
0: no, or get the price up, get the ownership down. You want the price to go up. <laughs> what's it no, matter I mean, if he's going to put up 70 fantasy points it doesn't matter if he's 8k or 10k he's still going to be a slate winner yeah I guess you, just, you may as well just pray for the lower ownership at that point
1: yeah I'm, I'm just being greedy and I'd like to jam other studs with him
0: but then it's not much of an edge he's like 45% <laughs> owned who the hell cares
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I'd much rather get the 10% from at
0: any price yeah me too yep 12k drumming baby have a typo in the sheet let's go 5% I'll be in <laughs> higher than Giannis and the outscore is Giannis and it'll be great exactly oh man you want to talk about your Bulls how they're bordering on being fun the I- Laurie Marketing is
1: really good this season <laughs> I mean I think him being I always thought him being bad was the outlier I don't know if you remember in our seasonal league, he actually went for like a normal amount if Laurie Martin had played well last year, and I was still in on the bidding because I I couldn't see how a guy of his shooting ilk was going to continue to shoot. I mean, he was playing through injuries last year. I don't recall the exact injury off the top of my head, but he had an injury-riddled season, and that tends to be, you know, uh, well, we just learned about it in football with Michael Thomas, who was playing through some yeah, I wish I had known
0: that before last weekend's football slip, I'll tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um what exactly was that injury, by the way? I'd Two like ankle to have at least one's
0: not great. One
1: Yeah. Yeah, I saw um was it Doctor Chow or I what? I don't was know. It? I just I saw them talking about how what how significant of an injury that was and how he really should not have been playing.
0: Yeah, probably shouldn't have been playing, which would be, it would have been nice for me. May have been nice for my wallet, I'll tell you that. But Laurie Market is shooting 40% from three this year, 47% overall. Uh, ben, just pretty good. Uh, I, I've been really impressed shooting 84% from the free throw line, uh, which is always nice to see from your big man. Uh, he's yeah. actually shooting a better percentage than Kobe White, which is... Uh... By the way, Bulls, really good free throw shooting team. You want to guess what they're shooting on the season from the three four, free free throw line? 78 percent it's higher than that 80 and a half percent as a team wow yeah that's really impressive stuff um yeah ever i mean the old the, the bad shooters are thad young wendell carter jr but like even wendell carter jr is at like 73 percent like that's nice that's how the bulls are keeping them around probably 80 percent of the line is by the
1: way like last year laurie's rebound rate and usage rate took a big dip they're back this year so it's not just the fact that he's shooting more effectively he's shooting more often and again i think last year that just tells me that there was legitimate injury issue
0: yeah yeah i i've been really excited about laurie market really since the start i also was in that bidding um i i thought i was gonna get him but uh I guess in a Chicago-based league, that really wasn't going to, uh, to happen unless you're willing to pay a premium. But
1: yeah, exa- by the way, Zach Levine went for a premium, and it wasn't a premium enough.
0: Apparently not. Apparently I mean, not. Yeah, my team. In, only... My team in that league is in real trouble.
1: Uh, it it happens. There have definitely been years like that for me. I spent the most I think anyone's ever spent on a player was Anthony Davis with New Orleans. I spent one hundred nine dollars for him. He was injured the whole year. Oh, yeah. So, I've had those seasons.
0: Did you remember to change my lineup? Yes. Okay, great. Excellent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good players on my bench. McCollum and Gallinari, which is not great when you need shooting stats. I I need you on the floor. (laughs) I got J.J.
1: Redick available if you
0: want him. Oh, God. I said on the floor, not on the bench. (laughs) I will say, though, my $1 DeAndre Jordan looking very good right about now. That, 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 that contract's going to pay off its price. 100%. Yeah. It's about the only good value I've got, I guess.
1: Ugh. By the way, I'm looking into the Bulls right now. I just noticed that Levine's uh, usage rate is down two full percentage points this year. And he's, I mean, obviously, it's partially because the minutes are up. But he's shooting 49.8% from the field. I didn't realize that his shooting rate had gone up. His three-point percentage is in line with his career best. The only thing that he hasn't done well this year is shooting in the clutch, which, you know, take that for what it's worth. If he keeps shooting enough, he'll be successful. But he really has improved this year. The Bulls are
0: fun. When they play Wendell Carter Jr. and don't play Thad Young at center, which they're starting to do again, I'm starting to get annoyed by it already. Like, Wendell Carter is the... So they lost the game to the Thunder. They had no business losing. They were up 10 with a minute 50 to go. You know what happened with a minute 50 to go? He benched Wendell Carter again. Like, just stop benching Wendell Carter Jr. He's your only prayer of rim protection. For the love of God, stop benching him. It's so annoying.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on Zach Levine because I'm just noticing all this stuff. He's been he's really taking, good
0: this year. It's why he's like 9,800 now.
1: He's taken a lot less shot attempts at the rim and has still been much better in terms of his effectiveness. Yeah, because those rims ones
0: were like the crazy layups that you'd be like, what the hell are you doing, Zach Levine?
1: Yeah, 44% of his shot attempts last year, 48% of his shot attempts the year before at the rim, only 30% this year. He's in the 67th percentile as opposed to the 92nd. This is all, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be that shocking having watched them, but I didn't realize how drastic
0: the changes have been. Yeah, they have had a, a nice little easy schedule recently, but yes, I mean, they did play well against the Lakers on the road too, so it's not just all you know easy schedule like... Exactly.
1: That's not. Yeah, and you'd think against easy teams, that's when he'd be getting to the rim, and he hasn't.
0: Two tough losses in LA. They they lost to the Lakers by two and the and the Clippers by three. Levine had thirty eight and forty five. Like that's pretty brutal. You you would really kind of hope if he's playing that well, he could split those. But Billy
1: Donovan just might be a very good coach.
0: Yeah, that Oklahoma City game though, he cost him. Like that was really bad. That was just. Yeah, but all the,
1: I guess, really good might be over, but competent because last year every like literally all the especially Zach Levine hated Jim Boylan, yeah, and that just, was obviously not going to work.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was just boy, I I just Wendell Carter Junior. he has been really good this season. I'm like just really just got to keep playing, just play him thirty five minutes a day. Just play Laurie Markin at 35 minutes, Patrick Williams, 35 minutes, Wilma Carter, 35 minutes, Kobe and Zach can play, you know, 35 minutes as well. Play Otto Porter, 25 minutes, and you're fine. You'll be fine. But you don't need to play this Garrett Temple for 30 minutes crap. (laughs) You laugh. It's happened way too often this season. It has
1: happened a lot.
0: It's just, like, for example, in, in, in the Houston game, played 32 minutes, like, why are you playing 32 minutes, Garrett Temple? Why? <laughs> Wendell Carter played 21 minutes, went 10-8 and eight with an assist and a steal. Like, what are you doing? Why are you playing him 21 minutes? Why? I know Houston's small, but for goodness sake, Thad Young versus Christian Wood is probably not going to work. Oh, they play Daniel Gafford? That's even worse. Yeah. Why did Daniel Gafford get back in the rotation? He has the last few games. He's awful. Why?
1: I don't know. The effort guy.
0: God, he's so bad. <laughs> you know when they call you an you know why they call you an effort guy? Cuz you're sucking everything else.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs>
0: Whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Court. By the way, the James Johnson games are getting really predictable. I just looked at his box score last night. I, I didn't play much, so I, had, I never bothered to look at my teams. There wasn't, you know, five figures in there that I didn't see the night before. But, uh, yeah, these James Johnson games are really predictable. Anytime there's a four that Kristaps can't cover, James Johnson's going to play massive minutes.
1: <laughs> Pascal yeah, Siakam,
0: 27 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean we have a small sample of that, and I don't think Porzingis is at is his, the top of his minutes arc yet. Played thirty two. He, he played. Was that?
0: Yes, last, last night. Last night played minutes. Oh, the minutes. second end.
1: He really. Yeah. I, I I was sure that he was going to play under thirty. Yeah, thirty two minutes. And the game must, wasn't
0: close either. That when must just by show
1: twenty three. Yeah, that must just show how healthy he is. If they're willing to, in his third and fourth game back, play him 30 minutes on each end of the back-to-back. Like, I think we need to be done worrying about Porzingis minutes already, and it's only four games
0: in. Oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. The nice Tim Hardaway Jr. 0-for-12 game. Hadn't seen that one this year. (laughs) It was bound to come, though. It was bound to come. That's very true. But, Yeah. Yeah, I guess Baines is going to be like the token starting center, and then it's going to be Chris Boucher for 30 minutes a night.
1: Well, yeah, and just get ready for the uh, tweet every night, Chris Boucher starting the second half.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't mind it, though, because like the only thing that can – when Chris Boucher gets two two first-quarter fouls, it does get in his head. So, like, if you can just limit the possibility of that, I don't hate it.
1: Yes, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, the only games he's been bad is like he gets two quick fouls and then he's just like miserable and it's just.
1: Well, like, I wouldn't even say bad. The other night he had three fouls through, what was it, maybe two minutes into the second quarter and he still finished with 37 DraftKings fantasy points because second half he just. I even got to, I even think he got to five pretty quickly, but then they just let him play after that.
0: Yeah. I don't know what game that was, but uh, I. I, was a, I Hold on, I'll find it on Popcorn Machine for you. Because yeah, Popcorn Machine. One of the best websites out there, popcornmachine.net. Pretty sure it was two
1: games. Was it this Charlotte game? He was in foul trouble, and I thought it was over.
0: It's also Charlotte. You should have known it's never over.
1: Boucher, let's see. Yeah, he had two, he had two fouls with about eight, 8.50 left in the second I guess it wasn't that bad of foul trouble. Maybe I oversold it a little. <laughs> he, had, he had four by the by the eight minute mark in the third quarter. They sat him, and then he played the entire fourth quarter. So the foul trouble actually got worse in the second half.
0: Yeah, that definitely did get worse. But yeah, Boucher, just—he's going to eventually regress from three. He's not going to shoot like this all season. But
1: uh... yeah, I agree. at some point, when are you going to stop? I guess it's probably matchup dependent, but like, where are you comfortable with the price with Boucher? So I'm still paying 7,500 for him. 8k is where I think I'm thinking. About I
0: it. St- I didn't stop at 8 K on fanboy. If he's past 8k, and I haven't stopped. Um, well, yeah,
1: stocks are more important there, though. So like, yeah. yes,
0: uh, 8,500 is probably where I'm starting to start to get a little queasy. because yeah. it's like the odds of him like. I, I kind of want my eighty five hundred guy to have 60 ceiling. And it's like, does he really have it that often to get the 60? Probably not.
1: You know what's weird is that he shoots more like Manute Bull than Bull Bull shoots like Mano- Manute Bull. Yeah. Sort of like slingshot.
0: But it goes in. It
1: looks but crazy. it goes in.
0: It, it looks weird, but it always goes in. And it's like, he really has like that shot. You're like, it's off his hand. You're like, oh, that's got no shot. Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: Even if it's, like, a line drive, you're like, all right, it's still on point.
0: Yeah, it's not, like, way left or way right, so... Yeah. I mean, he was the G League MVP,
1: right? Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, the, He was, like, five blocks a game in the G League. I
0: mean, and, kind of surprised he's this good in the NBA and didn't get more than five blocks, but he probably wasn't that good, I guess, at that point.
1: <laughs> right. Well, now he's our most improved player, so...
0: He should be. I'm kind of mad I didn't get that at 18-1. I meant to do it when I went over to Illinois and I forgot. Like, I was, like, so locked in on making sure I got the NBA props and I forgot to do the... I was staring there, too, and I sat there in the parking lot for an extra minute. I was like, there was something else you wanted to do that I know you didn't put down on the list. And I couldn't remember what I... I, I now, like, make a list of, like, everything because I don't forget something. And I knew I had just forgotten to put something on the list. And I was like, what is it? Yeah, it was Chris Puchet, but it's all right. I don't think cutting Alex Len is going to change the price, so... Next yeah. time I get over there, I'll make sure not to make the same mistake twice. Chris Boucher, by the way, shooting 60% from the field.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: LOL. Just L- give
1: him the minutes. That, um, that number can regress him he's still got a shot at most yeah. improved. Yeah, he's awesome.
0: Uh, so, uh, you want to talk about James Harden a little bit? Then we can uh, call it a show.
1: Um... Well, there's not really much to say so far. The conversation really is going to be how it works with Kyrie Irving because well, Kyrie
0: Irving is coming back on Wednesday, so why don't you give us a preview?
1: Exactly. I mean, Kevin or sorry, James Harden with two superstars, we've seen how that could work and I think this obviously he has experience with Kevin Durant and it's a much more logical fit with a big forward than it was with Russell Westbrook because, you know, Ah, uh, basically, what they did—I don't know if you watched a ton of that Milwaukee game. I'm sure this isn't, you know, crazy breaking news for everyone. But Durant, you know, they they call a play for Durant, and if a double team came or the play broke down, you pass it to the outside, swing it, and get the ball to James Harden. They just have one of them running the play, you know, on basically consecutive series. It'd be Durant, Harden, and they would try and switch off if they could, unless you know, a rebound bounces to one of them. But it's really going to be interesting to see. How that dynamic works with Kyrie Irving because there is only one basketball and I think what we're going to have to be looking for to see is whether they do the um, Doc Rivers strategy like they did with Lou Williams where they would play you know the two superstars together take them off the court have a bench unit and then put the two superstars back on or they're taking the approach of other teams where There's always, like the CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard, there's usually one of them on the floor, and with three of them, we'll see if there's one or two on the floor, because you're going to want to see how the stints work. If there's a lot of time where Kyrie and Harden are not on the floor together, I think he's got a better shot of working, and I really hope that's the way that Nash approaches this. Because I think frustrations are going to boil over in the first few weeks between Harden and Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie didn't want to play second and third it, fiddle. It
0: it'll be fine if, if they just let Harden be the backup point guard. It'll be fine if they do that.
1: I really hope that... I don't care who's the backup point guard as long as... Yes, I'm, as long as there's stints... Where we've got you know the guys dominating the usage. I just want to I just want to make sure that it's not the Doc Rivers approach to play all the Kawhi and Paul George together and then have the you know the Tres Lou Williams unit come on. They play their stint and they barely mix together because I think that would be a disaster. And I, I hope Nash is smarter than that. And I think
0: he is. Yeah, I suspect he is smarter than that as well. I mean we didn't see Ty Lou this year staggered or more, and it's kind of fun when you know Paul George time is coming.
1: Yeah, but having drafted Lou Williams, I'm ecstatic to have traded him because there's just no upside for him with them staggering. Oh, you,
0: who, who'd you get for him?
1: You didn't see that trade? That was the Luca for Giannis deal.
0: The Luca for Giannis deal? What was the Luca for you Giannis You missed that? Deal?
1: Yeah, there was, it was like two weeks ago I traded Luca, Lou Williams, and Kevin Love for Giannis, Porzingis, and Redick.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Robbery. I love that deal. It was, you should uh, love Porzing- that deal. Got- there, they said he'd be back in 12 to 15 days, and he came back in, like, seven. God.
0: Yeah. Like, right now, I just, like, I'm in trouble because I need shooting. And, like, McCollum was my shooter, and it's like, oh, God. Like, it, it's not going to get any better now.
1: Yeah, I unfortunately only have, like, point guards. I don't have very many pure shooters, and the ones I have, I need.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, uh, just... I tried to get Callebaut on the discount. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> I, the problem is, like, I'm kind of like the Boston Celtics. I don't really have the mid-tier guy to trade. <laughs> I only have superstars and mid-price guys.
1: Well, that was why I used my superstar to try and get more depth. I was just like, all right.
0: Yeah, the problem but... is my superstar was would play, played like junk the first month it has, so I really couldn't really couldn't move them. Um, but, oh, mine, mine was coming off back-to-back triple-doubles, so there was no issue there. Yeah, no, you didn't have that issue. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll see. I I, I got Isaiah Roby off of waivers. I thought that was a really good pickup. I think we're starting to see the beginning of the end of the Al Horford thing there. Um, I don't know who picked up Xavier Tillman. Though. I was really pissed. I was kind of hoping that I'd have one more week to figure out if I needed to cut uh, a player for him. And I was kind of pissed he got scooped up there for like a dollar. I was pissed at that. That was a good pickup. Yeah, he's you bet really really me good.
1: on Roby, but I, I didn't have much fab left, so I didn't think I had a prayer.
0: Yeah, what'd you bid on him?
1: I think eight or nine, something oh. like that. That's, like, all I had. That's all you had? I, I knew <laughs> I, I Well, I have 20-something, but I want to have money for later, so I, I really don't have much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I made a... Pretty, I, made, I put an aggressive bid in there. I, I just... I, I know that I need shooting, but I also just know that, like, he's going to be a good... Like, he's going to play big minutes moving forward, and I just... You know, I, I want yeah. to make sure I got him. I just can't, like, my team is so bad. I needed to get one of these, like, terrible players out of my lineup. Like, yeah, I, I, I still have one too many bad players in there, but I don't know. I got to find, like, a, a shooter, really. That's what I really need, so. Need someone to get hurt so I can pick up. Actually, I, like, I just need a score. That's all I need. I just need, like, someone who can just rack up some points be all right. Hey, Carmelo's on waivers. I'm all set. There you go, woohoo, Carmelo baby, never in doubt. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that, that's where we're at with my team, and it's uh, week three. So yippee! <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was done as soon as as soon as Kelvin Johnson came back for opening day, and I didn't take him. I knew it was over. I was like, yeah, screw I screwed it. I screwed that up.
1: It's kind of one of those People, things in the mean, moment. Yeah. I knew
0: I was screwing up too, but yeah, it Same. was Max Payne.
1: Jalen Smith, I took over him when yeah, I had. Devin I made fun Vossel. of you, and
0: then I took Horton Tucker over him.
1: <laughs> then I took I took Devin Vassell too. So it was like I like sat there thinking like, "Ooh, should I take the guy who's going to start it forward?" Or and yeah, I, I that's my biggest regret for the draft was not going Kelvin. Yeah, I should have
0: gone Kelvin. He was he was on my board forever too. Like I had him on there forever, but I had him on there forever so forever that I taught myself out of it. Yeah, that was. That was. I was like, oh, he might miss a couple weeks. I can I, the first waiver period. I'll be able to pick him up. they will be fine. And then no, like he immediately came back for opening day out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had a big piece of paper with Keldon's name written. I still wish I had it. I would I would send it on Twitter with the screenshot and then show you. You know, I had the rookies listed, and I got I was like, oh, I got more depth than I'm I'm used to, and I was stupidly went with another rookie who had no prayer instead of just taking the, the best guy.
0: Jalen Smith was such a bad pick.
1: <laughs> I, I knew I was getting rid of him, too. The second I took him, but
0: uh, I was like, what are you doing? Oh, well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was try I was try because one year. Remember the year that Kuzma had like a ridiculous preseason and no one had known about him? I took him and he ended up being worth a lot for a buck. I just every year have tried to, at the end of a draft, find the next Kuzma. Yeah, you had it with Colin Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's always failed when I've gone for these rookies that are like the 10th to 15th pick because by the time they are worth something, you've already dropped them.
0: Yeah, I just... Yeah, especially in the covid I mean, had I known Keldon Johnson was going to be opening day, I wouldn't have taken him. But they, all the reports were like he was going to miss another 10 to 14 days. So I was like, all right. Well, like, why am I going to hold on to him? I can pick him up. No one's going to pick him up. He'll be fine. And then, yeah. No. yeah of course, I mean, then immediately you know he's going to go ham, too. So you just rush him in DFS. I was like, I've seen this movie before. He's going to go bonkers. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's the Siege Mentality episode. Again, if you got questions for next week's show, but anything NBA-related, send them at Siege Mentality on Twitter or just send them to the Siege DFS. I'll compile them. We'll talk about them. Anything else you want to mention, Rick, before we get out of here?
1: No, I think we covered all the topics that I specifically wanted to talk about. Um, no, I think we did good.
0: I think we did well as well. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by EliteSportsBetting.com. Check out all of our picks over there. Uh, Ricky's been doing pretty well this season. I was off to a hot start, then had a couple bad days. Then I forgot to post my picks yesterday. Magically, of course, my went 7-0. Felt like an idiot. Because I forgot what time the game started. And by the time I remember what time the game started, I was like, well, can't put these picks in now.
1: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, I've done it before, right? The good news is we record a video. So when I forget... Even if it's, like, 15 minutes before game time, I figure, like, oh, at least people watch the video. They know I'm not just, like,
0: yeah, throwing this in here right. five minutes to go before you. Yeah. So that's always nice. But, um, uh, yeah, so special episode Thursday. Uh, I'll, I'll be back with a special guest. So uh, make sure you guys check your feed. Make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast if you haven't already. Greatly really, really appreciate it. And with that, I'll see you guys Thursday. Ricky, we'll be back next week.